Hey, listeners, it's Jane. You're going to want to know about this. We have a new series starting on glistening particles called the Pi Series, where I deep dive on conversations, kind of those pieces that are left hanging from some of the other episodes, and we explore them from all sides. And in this first episode from the Pi Series, which is sort of the quintessential moment of talking about being open to talk to other people, I speak with Pablo again. So if you heard him last week, here's a little bit more of him, and you'll be seeing him regularly on the Pi Series. Here we go. This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Hey everyone, I'm doing something special in 2018. 18 episodes featuring people who are standing up for something, for a cause, for a purpose, and out there, you know, hitting the pavement, using their voice, whatever it is, to help others or help other beings or help our earth or whatever that particular focus is for them. So if you know somebody standing up for a cause, have them contact me, jane at glisteningparticles.com, so we can have a conversation and I can shine a light on what they're doing. In this episode, I'm talking with Pablo about being open to meeting new people. And we have a pretty crazy story about how we met and how we built our relationship and how it's thrived and been one of probably the most enriching relationships in our lives beyond, you know, family and those kinds of things. But we explore the idea of when to know it's okay to continue talking with someone and how to sort of build that connection. So here we go. Okay, okay. I want to change the direction for a minute. I was thinking something that would be really cool to share with the listeners would be a little bit about how we connected and the really the value of like relationships like this that are virtual, that there can be, you know, people, there's so many people talking about, oh, you need to get out in the world more. You need to be, you know, virtual stuff is, changing for the bad and all of that. And I thought we might be able to like kind of blow that up a little bit and talk about really the value of, of the right connections. So I thought it would be, let's start out with telling people a little bit more background. So we, uh, I'll, I'll go for, I'll tell you want me to tell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Are you good with this, this line of this line of questioning or conversation? That's really not questioning. It's conversation. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> So we met online, we uh, met virtually, and I think right from the beginning, there was some, and I've talked with different people online, as have you, so it was just like, you know, through different things, and um, 
like right away, I felt this instant trust with you. And I don't know why. Like I still to this day, it's still mm-hmm. phenomenal because I've talked with another, enough people that I don't know through all the wisdom sites and through all the online things mm-hmm. and through my show. There was like an instant trust that is I've really only experienced, I think, one other time. And I, mm-hmm. it's phenomenal. And we and we talked about that, right? Yes. Okay. And so this is where we delved into quantum physics and the theory of entanglement. <laughs> okay. So what, hold on a minute. You're going to – why don't you clarify? Because you say we made a line. Uh-huh. Why don't you clarify the method? What app or where? Okay. <laughs> All right, because I'll go. I'll go into more detail. People, if, if you leave that for to interpretation, people, you know. <laughs> well, okay, misinterpret. Okay, good. All right, I will do that. So we met. So there a long time ago. Well, it still exists. There was a game called Draw Something. Yeah. And <laughs> it um, is so funny because <laughs> it's so it's like a little awkwardly funny. It's the most unlikely place that you could anyone that can anyone say they have met someone that turned out to be a lasting, you know, a good friendship yeah. relationship. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. And in fact, there were so many like cosmic, like, okay, so I'm the one who talks more about, you know, the universe and all these things aligning and all this stuff than you do. But there was some sort of cosmic intervention that connected us because I think when I had just started playing the game after being off of the game for a long time, you had just started playing it. Um, we're in completely we're in different hemispheres um you're in argentina i'm in the in the northern hemisphere in the united states uh mm-hmm. all these like really un like not probable time zones all those things that we would end up matched up in a game and so yeah. after drawing really lovely pictures <laughs> for a while we started chit-chatting and um it was like instant trust. I can't even explain it. Like it seemed, I questioned it all the time. Like, this is really weird. Why is it? But I just instantly trusted you. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was weird, right? right? It, it was it was mutual. The, right. Yes, the, yes. The respect and right and the interest. And, and I don't know. I mean, if, you're, if you want me to try to explain somehow how that happened and why that happened. Right. The way the way it happened, uh, it's I don't know, you know, it's something that it, that linguistics may perhaps can explain, or or um, people who study uh, uh, how how do you call them uh, call them um, uh, anthropologists? I don't know, mm. but perhaps them. I'm not even sure what discipline. Right, it's, it's hard. Yeah, it's probably the kind of well, quantum physics and the science right. that we can't really define or or describe i don't yet. think but what i my my gut tells me is oh. that yeah <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that you said that it's probably is like that shows <laughs> yeah you, you you told me a little bit more about trusting what my gut thinks <laughs> you know there are a lot of nerving ends in the gut so it's right. kind of like a it's like a brain, brain or something. it sort. is <laughs> it is we have three so, brains our heart our gut and our brain brain our head brain oh there you go yeah. So using my my gut brain tells me <laughs> that there is a connection between the get the, how was how it was the interaction uh, in a game that was basically interacting between drawings mm-hmm. and 
the the level of respect mm-hmm. and trust that we very quickly developed. Mm-hmm. There is something there. I know there is something. So anyone here in this that wants to do, I don't know, a study on that, <laughs> please do, and I will read it. <laughs> right. Yeah, there was some something um, really unusual and and magical. And I mean, I played the game for a while, and I have been on other like the Oasis, the social media or not social. Well, it's kind of social media, but it was yeah. about wisdom uh-huh. and things like that. And there, for example, there were they grew to twenty thousand people, and there were like. A, a small number that I had this really good connection with and it's never been to the degree that you and I have. And we, I mean, it was, it was mm-hmm. pretty phenomenal. So what I wanted to explore with people is to four people is just to explain how, I mean, there were, there were lots of weird signs, you know, like um, that showed yes. up, but, but those, I guess, I don't know if I want to get into all that we could, but um, it's just, it's been, one of the strongest relationships, you know, outside of my family and my life. Oh, that's very nice to hear. And of course, it's it's mutual. I mean, right. I'm not something that kind of like defines what I in my character is that I'm not someone who has a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Like you, you see those people who have a ton of friends. There, and it's not. I'm not saying that, and I'm not just talking about those who have. Parent friends, you know, mm-hmm. those who have like those who are friendly with everyone and they call friends. No, I'm just talking about there are people who are very friendly. They have a lot of friends. They have a like a social life full of you know social mm-hmm. interactions and, and actual friends. Mm-hmm. You can count and they say, you know what? If I need a kidney, I have like 20 people. Right. <laughs> right. Well, that's very nice, but I'm not one of those that 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 have many friends. And not because I, I shun people or anything. It's just I'm very particular with mm-hmm. that. I'm, I, it's not that I select or anything. It's just that, I don't know, it's the way I am. It's that uh, I, I, I'm very fond and I appreciate a lot the people that is close to me. Mm-hmm. And so I like to spend time with them mm-hmm. in, in a way that, that is proportionately, let's say, to my feelings towards them. Right. So if I, even if I wanted, if, even if I could have a hundred friends, mm-hmm. I, I could not, uh, it's, it's impossible for me because I would want to treat them the way I feel like treating a friend. And mm-hmm. I couldn't achieve that because there's not just, it's not humanly possible for me at least. And so I, that's why I, I end up having, I choose to have um, uh, not many friends, but appreciating appreciating them a lot mm-hmm. and spending time with them. Right. And you happen to be in the select group of my I friends. I know. How did I get that lucky? <laughs> you are VIP there. <laughs> it's very select. <laughs> I know. I know. And then that's the thing. And I, it's the same. I mean, I, I would call myself the same. I mean, I'm. I have so many people I wish I had more time to spend more time with. And so I am, I'm the same. I'm very limited in the friendships that I really indulge in. And, but what I think has been really unique about us is knowing you has basically expanded my worldview. Like you've given me a different lens on my whole life and the whole world. And if people 
have opportunities like this to meet someone that's so, you know, just so different. I mean, we are like the key, we are like the poster childs of of diversity. You know what I mean? We're so different. And yet, yet there's such a strength in the way that we connected and share with each other. And I see like the worldview, I mean, understanding your world, Argentina and your language and your life um, has changed the way I see and look at everything I do. It's given me a whole new appreciation for so many things, you know? Yes. I'm, I'm leaving it hanging that's, there. <laughs> that's, something, that's something that um, you touched there that is really beautiful, which is we, we enrich ourselves from diversity. Mm-hmm. Right. Not to say that you have to have different friends that are completely different from you, and you have to, you know, so you get the diversity. Is that's not that's not simplify things. Mm-hmm. What we're trying, well, I think what we're trying to say is that you enrich yourselves from the hey. things that are different from from the ones who are around you. Mm-hmm. We should learn to appreciate what uh, the things that make us different, mm-hmm. instead of pushing for everyone to be the same, right? Oh, I know. And Absolutely. It's like I'm not saying, like I said before, I'm not saying that you should go out and be friends with someone that's different from you. It's just that those who are already your friends and you and have differences with you, whichever they are. Mm-hmm. You can appreciate them if you, if you can find the good thing about them. Right. You taught me a lot about uh, right brain things, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> right. And and yeah, Bef- and you taught me left, so we kind of balance that out. <laughs> yeah. Before I met you, I you know my character is I'm very analytical, you know, left brain engineer, whatever. So I'm I was boxy, let's say I was mm-hmm. boxy shaped <laughs> so so one of the things that i that i that i gained that i yeah that i benefited from from our friendship was that now the square is a little bit more rounded at the edges right <laughs> so if you don't simplify that's that you're going to find that every relationship and every friendship is going to reshape you mm-hmm if you're smart, some people do not get reshaped, let's mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. because they don't, maybe they don't care, they don't understand, maybe they don't see, they just wing it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you take your time and, 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 and see how your friendship can influence you in a positive way, mm-hmm. uh, it can reshape you a lot. And, so, and, and since the objective is being reshaped so you can gain something, so if you if your objective is being reshaped in something better, you know, right. you gain something, uh, you need to, you need to have, you need to, if you if it's going to be from a friendship, uh, it's going to have to be from their example, right. when they are different from you. Someone who is just like you cannot teach you to be different than you. I know. I mean, we have had so many conversations about so many things over the years that have like opened my brain, my mind, my heart, my soul to different ways of looking at things. And like, I I don't know if I could have had those same kind of conversations with the people 
in my life right now or, you know, around me simply because I'm in a very, like, you know, a very narrow lane that, you know, that I have with, with very specific life experiences. You know what I mean? And so yes. coming from your perspective and just like what we, I felt always like we were taking, um, uh, like a, a rock basically and kind of turning it over and looking at it from different sides. You know what I mean? So we'd see the full expansiveness of the rock rather than just going, Oh, there's a, there's a gray rock on the ground. It was like, well, let's look at it from different sides. Let's yes, talk about it. And, and I mean, I, I think we were really, really incredibly lucky that we met each other and that we both had that, you know, instant bond of trust. I, I don't want to say to people like every person that you meet on a game or online is going to have this connection because it's, it's very rare. I encourage people to consider that you can make a friendship that is so rich and so life changing with someone you've never even met. If you have these, you know, these pieces of trust and respect and um, comfort and openness and authenticity. I mean, I think that's the beauty of our conversations too. Like right out the gate, we were pretty real about what we talk about and we would, um, I think for me, it was really interesting to be able to ask, uh, even especially now, like just because I know you so much better, but being able to ask a guy a question to know that I'll get like a pretty specific answer of a perspective and you can ask me things and I'll, you know, it's like this and ask someone that lives in a different country a question about something of how, how do you view the U.S.? What is that? You know, how does this happen? I mean, it's, it's, we, we're uh, able to explore all these questions and it's great having think, someone so different from myself. I think this topic is beautiful in so many uh -huh. different levels. Let me see if we can go through them without talking for three hours. Well, like that ever um, happens. <laughs> exactly. It's beautiful because it goes to the essence. It goes to the essence of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. It goes to the essence of our friendship. It goes to the essence of, I think, your show as well. Mm -hmm. And it goes to the essence of you know, all the things. But anyway... Organizing my thoughts. I know, so and while you're doing, while you, while you're organizing city. the analysis, I will, because uh, this is what we do. You go all analytical, and I want to mention one thing for everybody to know: um, that glistening particles, the name of my show, you coined the term in a different conversation a year before <laughs> the podcast was even considered, and so I always want to thank you for that. And you helped with the initial show art, so points to you. You're very welcome. <laughs> you, I'm so happy that you allow me to be part of that, mm. you know, um, in that, even in, in those small, in small parts. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I came up with a name. <laughs> I know. You're the guy. You're the one. You're the, I, no, <laughs> let it be recorded. And, and so you have the, the recording of this that I give you full control, authority, and <laughs> precision of everything that relates to the, the use for commercial purposes of the listening particles. <laughs> All right. I will make sure not to edit that out of the show. Okay. I, I give you freely the use of that oh. because I, when I said it, I said it to you. So I was giving it to you already. Oh, so right. that's something I said to you. Hey, you know what? I have this <laughs> as, as a very cool name for a show. No, it's just that <laughs> if I ever said window to you in a conversation and you now come up with a show that's called window. Right. It's not going to be. <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. But it's so cool. So, I think it's so cool. A part of the story. I love that part of the story. Yeah. So I want to get that. I want to okay. touch on the things that are. The essence of nice. the, yes. the quintessence, quintessential thing about 
this about um, our friendship and relationship, friendship, uh, relationships with, between people. So we're talking about diversity before. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, okay, so yes, you are right when you say that we are very different from each other. Yes. In very, in a lot of aspects. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get into it, though. Irrelevant. But we're just very different. Insofar to say that if we would have met differently, mm-hmm. I am not quite sure that we would have developed this type of relationship. That's you know, true. If I would have, That's true. Yeah. And it's not to to say you and I are any at any level assholes <laughs> or anything. <laughs> Thanks for putting that on record because I wanted to make sure yes. we covered that. <laughs> it's, it's not that we're not friendly either. You are right. extremely friendly. I am friend. I am very friendly, which kind of contradicts what I said before of having, you know, counted friends. But it, it doesn't mean I'm not friendly. It just mm-hmm. means that. I'm going to be uh, cordial. You'll uh, be cordial. I'm going to choose very wisely who I'm going to be spending a lot of time with. And I consider my friend. But so we would be friendly. You would most likely be talkative. <laughs> <laughs> and I would most likely go along. And we would have an amazing conversation. You know, if I play in my head imaginary, <laughs> how it would be that we. If, if we would have met in person, uh-huh. in that does not assure me that we would have ended up like today. Right. That's what makes the, the drawing up so mystic mm-hmm. for me. It allowed something beautiful to happen as a friendship mm-hmm. and in, in, a, in a very unique way. So, um, so that tells me a couple things. That tells me be open to someone, even in the most weird circumstance. <laughs> yeah, why yeah, not? I mean, right. you have taught you've taught us. Um, I'm, t- I'm speaking like one of your following. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, master <laughs> of the universe, taught us <laughs> that that through random acquaintances your blog, mm-hmm. that you can meet someone in the most, well, not let's not say bizarre because that can have a bad connotation, but in the most weird and well, uh, weird, but strange Like situation. unassuming, like unassuming situation, like where you wouldn't right. think it would happen. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't have to go to a bar to meet right. someone and be friends with or whatever else you want to be with that person. You just have to be open. Right. Which right. is the thing I wanted to go, be open. If you are closed, you reduce the chances of, you know, socializing. You That's might obvious. miss it. You might miss it. But maybe you are maybe you are friendly and you are close, which is not contradictory, and you just make friends of people of a very certain type of people, and you end up having very similar friends. And usually, the case is that those friends are very alike to you. Mm-hmm. That's why you like them, mm-hmm. right? Right. And going back to what we said before, that's all fine and happy, but you gain a lot more if you are open to things that are not like you, right? Mm-hmm. Things that are give that give you that that diversity is not just a fairy tale; it's true. 
Mm-hmm. We, when we relate to someone that is very different from us, uh, we gain so much that it's very hard to put it in magnitudes. Or that I can give you countless examples in in our experience. Mm-hmm. Um, um, as you said, just the fact that you are from the United States and I'm from Argentina, that already gives you right off the bat a lot of things to learn. Right. From each other. Right. Right. And um, so I met so many other things. They, <laughs> all, everything that makes you different right. is an opportunity for you to learn something that is maybe not new, but different from you. Right. Maybe, okay, so let me give you an example. If you uh, have a friend that, uh, so let's say, um, <laughs> Let's say you make friends with someone you did not think you could be friends with because that person is particularly different from you in a mm-hmm. certain aspect. Okay. It can be any aspect you want. Choose whatever. Political inclination, religion. Uh, well, like the guy on the sick. plane yesterday who uses animals for testing. Animal, yeah. Whatever. I'm just going through the most politically yeah. you know, defining things uh, which religion, politics, sexual origin, whatever, you know, I'm just yeah. going to the most biggest elements. But you can be, maybe if someone says, I don't like bald guys. <laughs> so <it's> a, <laughs> he, that person will never have a bald friend and he will miss all the wisdom of, you know, of someone who's bald can give you about, right. I don't know, being bald. <laughs> right. Just giving a silly example, but that, that, that was that, a very silly example, I might add. But that's the point. That's right. the point. If you close yourself to something that is different just because you're afraid or just because whatever the recent the crappy excuse you give about being close about something, the prejudice you may have right. is going to alienate you from a knowledge. And knowledge is always good. Oh, I have a perfect example of that. When I was traveling, I took an Uber over to get some food and because it was I had to go across a six lane highway and I didn't want to actually walk over the highway. So I decided to take an Uber and the guy's name was Max and he we were chit chatting and he I asked him if he lived in San Antonio all his life and he said no. And then he explained that he was from Egypt and we started talking about that. And then he uh, we were talking about ghosts because that much happens in an Uber ride with me, that many conversations happen. <laughs> yeah, I trust you can have a ghost conversation, a conversation about ghosts with, an, with your Uber driver. That I can do that. Guys, those who are listening, I trust that that's This not is a true story. <laughs> yeah. So in the end, then, he's, then he was telling me that he uh, they weren't ghosts, they were jinn because he's Muslim. And he was starting to tell me about the Quran and the story and this oh. and that. So we get it was actually really interesting. And I was so like it's a ghost I mean, story, of course. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, his having him tell me, I knew a little bit about the gin, but I didn't know a lot about it. And so he was telling me all these things, and this all happens in like literally a fifteen-minute Uber ride. So um, it was so like if I wouldn't have been, I that's the thing. Some people think there's something wrong with Uber drivers, like never talk to an Uber driver. But to me, Uber is like candy. I know that I'm going to have an interesting conversation every time I get in one. And so then we get to the restaurant and I couldn't figure out how to, like, I wanted to go back. I just was picking up food to carry out. And so I wanted him to drive me back and I kept biffing it on the Uber app. 
And he's like, you know what? It's okay. I'll just drive you back for free. <laughs> just go get your food. I want to talk more about this. So, oh, it was so nice. So nice. I know. Now, so being hey, open, hey, but as open. You just you just gave me a, a, another show idea. <laughs> okay. Yes, it's okay. called it's called, and I I give it to you free. So, oh, okay. You know, this is recorded, so okay. here you go. A show about Uber driver tells. Okay. Where you hop on on any Uber, and with the sole purpose of <laughs> a random acquaintance with the Uber driver. Okay. So you hear, sorry. <laughs> so you hear their story, whatever they have to tell you, if they, if they have anything to tell you, and you turn that into a show. Then you can tell us, you know, the <laughs> Uber stories. <laughs> I would love to do that. Can I record them? You mean? Like record them talking or just tell the stories afterwards? Oh, oh. <laughs> if, you, if, if you can have the permission to do that, right. yeah. It's like having a, a, a live uh, Uber, uh, <laughs> Uber particle, <laughs> listening Ubers. I have had so many conversations with Uber drivers and they all fascinate me. I mean, I think that's part of the reason people become Uber drivers is because they like to talk to people. But um, yeah. it's it's amazing. So that's my point. Like, be open. You never know. And like, his story was yes. so good. It, it was so hard for me to like get out of the car when I got back to the hotel because I just wanted to hang out with him, which I try not to offer that to people because it gets a little I, weird. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah, you're right. And going back to um, to what we were discussing about about being open on relationships and, and all that and people you meet prejudice plays a big part in all this. Mm -hmm. uh, you because I, I remember you mentioned when you were uh, telling how we met that at some point you think uh, that this was a little bit weird, you know. Mm -hmm. um, because yes, you were talking with with a guy, and I was talking with someone that I've met in a, in a drawing game. Right, that's weird by itself if you say it like that, but that's that's the beauty of it. If you take out that fact, right. which if you analyze it, is neutral right. in, the, in the strict sense of the analysis. The, if you allow that prejudice to play, uh -huh. you're denying. You could have de you could have denied yourself our relationship. Right. Well, you, you, could have too. you could have too. You could have too. Yeah. Of, oh, of course. <laughs> any any of us. Anyone who by prejudice or fear or anything, says no to right. something because they prejudge as right. weird or not fine or whatever, they are potentially saying no to maybe the best relationship they will ever have in their life. I don't know, just right. to take it to the extreme. Well, and on paper, I mean, on paper, like if you were to tell somebody, because I think from my perspective, from a woman's perspective, it seems dangerous. You know what I mean? Like risky, but I mean, and just in all authenticity here, like we, I don't think we shared last names <laughs> a long time. I mean, it was, we just chatted yeah. and built a friendship and uh, we only texted for months before we actually had a conversation and it just evolved. Yeah. It, it was totally organic. And that's the point. Like it was so organic and there was I nothing think, that we wanted yeah. from each other. Like it wasn't like, that's what, that's the thing I think that people need to understand as part of the trust. You know, you were never asking me for anything. I was never asking you for anything. It was just like right. conversation. I, I think that the, the prejudice 
or or the feeling of danger mm-hmm. that prompts the reaction, the, the sentimental reaction of fear uh, of you know of something strange was overcome by actually the, the particularity of the situation. You know, mm-hmm. why if you would have if I would have thought that you were a risk of any type, right? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Even just to say that about me is funny. Right, right. And it's it's really funny, but at the, if you don't know the person, right, right, probable at any point. So, so if you analyze you you the particularity of our decision was that, uh, yeah, it could be potentially dangerous mm-hmm. when you meet someone you don't know and you start confiding or you start mm-hmm. well not confiding because that means that you're giving up personal information, but right. just the fact that you're giving free stream to to something to someone you don't know right. is already people are cautious and that's fine but when you analyze the, the, the actual potential risk is that we were 5,000 right. miles away <laughs> through at first at first we weren't even talking through an app they would give up any of our personal information right 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 so we we, 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 all, we had that caution as well both of us right so, right so yeah we developed that, as you said, organically, and we developed a trust. Yeah. And now here's here talking, right? I know. Show. <laughs> I fully expect and, one day to like be at your wedding, just so you know. <laughs> okay. So when you're yeah. getting those invitations going, I fully I expect. I can assure you, it's going to be here in Argentina. So start yeah. saving a lot of money. Okay. I mean, I just like, that's the cool thing. Like, I don't think our story, our connection, our friendship is, is done by any means. Someday, maybe we'll be in Europe at the same time, or you'll be in the US and we'll meet for oh, dinner. You know what I mean? Like, it'll happen at some point. You reminded me one of the very funny points that I wanted to make was that, yes, we have actually never met in person. Right, right. We have not actually never met in person. And I consider you one of my closest friends. I know, and, me too. Mm-hmm. And so that can be a little shocking to a lot of people. But right. but again, is the fact of why is that wrong? If anyone right. can give me a good logical argument about why that's not right or right. why it's wrong, I will hear them out, but I cannot find any. So... So it, let's go again to the prejudice. Mm-hmm. Let's go again to the the, the the thoughts, the conventional thoughts. Be open, mm-hmm. right? Right. Be cautious, but be open. Right. And I don't know. Maybe you can end up being friends with someone you know and not growing up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I I it's such a. I think it's a great story. Actually, draw something should get in contact with us for that great story because it's um. Pretty yes. amazing. Um, so let's people let's let's make an effort and let's uh, let's get this uh, podcast to the people of uh, <laughs> what's it called the, the game draw draw something. draw something right draw something up. right let's get this to draw something and let's say hey you know what guys <laughs> you made a good friendship happen through your right. drawing up <laughs> right right and it's it's just been I mean you think about it like the experience that I had building our friendship is what gave me the skill set that I have to do this show, right? Yes. Because- it, it would have been a... Sorry, but I just kept thinking about the drop. And <laughs> if they are listening, 
So, you know what, guys? It would have been a lot easier if you would have added a chat functionality to the app. <laughs> <laughs> you can let people interact more. It's, it's fine. I know. That was crazy because you'd have to write the words on the draw and things like it was. Remember? Yeah. I can't even remember. It was it's been so long. We were, we were draw chatting. Draw, chat, draw chatting. Yeah. <laughs> it was complicated, but it was good. It was, it was actually, that's the other thing I think about is everything is so fast. You know what I mean? Like the world today, everything is so fast. And one of the things that was really from memor- memorable to me about how our friendship grew is that it, it had, it had to be paced because it was, it wasn't easy to write words on there and you had to like take your time and and so much mm-hmm. of our friendship grew through text once we oh, started yeah. texting that, that um it's there's something really magical about that about taking your time to get to know you, somebody yeah that that's that's part for that's something for the guy who is going to do the study on mm-hmm. socializing through an app game through a drawing game mm-hmm. is about uh, you know what you said, the particularity of having to draw what you want to say, mm-hmm. not in the drawing shapes, but actually in a very limited screen, <laughs> you know, right. write the letters, right. drawing the letters, right. so, you, so you say something. Um, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. And, and yeah, the, the, the organically restricted us in a way mm-hmm. that gave the, they gave the perfect pace. Right. I do think, so, though, we can't end this conversation without talking about entanglement, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I what think... What do you understand yeah. about entanglement? What do you understand? What Go. is it that you call entanglement? Well, entanglement is the um, theory, a quantum physics theory developed by Einstein, my mm-hmm. favorite scientist of all time, who, um, where two cells are separated, two, uh, like two, yeah, is it cells? And they're sep- a cell is separated... Or an atom. Let's say a particle. A particle. A particle (laughs) is separated and um, moved on other sides of the world. And like if you put cold on the particle, it the other one on the other side of the world feels cold. And I think it's just so ironic. Like um, I think what was unique. uh, The reason I think that we have entanglement, and we've talked about this all the time like a lot um is that you knew how to speak to me and I knew how to speak to you and I've talked with so many people through a lot of different like things like especially that wisdom site or whatever you know where you get to know somebody and there's just zero connection like there it's not that instantaneous like like I understand your words you understand mine and we also have we're different in age. I won't go into the specifics of that, but we have a gap there. <laughs> and we're different sexes. We we are in different countries. And we um, we speak different languages. You yes. speak Spanish. This English thing is that you only speak to me in English. Yes. So think of all those limits of communicating, of understanding. And yet, yeah. like, we, I knew you were going to say... Um, brushing teeth earlier mm-hmm. <laughs> yes um, you're right uh, so entanglement is a quantum phenomenon right mm-hmm. it's it's part of the mystic and the lalaness 
Are you going to define lalaness for for the listeners? No, no, no. I just wanted to say that because entanglement exists and it's kind of a mystery Mm -hmm. in a way how things are connected to a level where science is not very clear about it yet. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not wrong, or at least you cannot prove wrong to say that more things can have a connection like that. Mm-hmm. I want to choose my words very carefully. Okay. So, because some people, especially those who have my kind of mindset, being completely honest here, uh, may not, let's say, buy into the mystic aspect of something like that, right? But what I can tell you, to all those who are listening, they are kind of like, analytical thinking like mm-hmm. self and all that is that yes you're right about about not uh, saying that something like that is true but you cannot prove it wrong either so mm-hmm. that's the beauty of the mystic right there is that you can choose to believe that it's right or wrong whatever uh, but it, it exists in an example so if it exists in an example you can play with your mm-hmm. mind and say, okay, it can exist in a very old, in, in a lot of other levels, and you cannot prove that wrong. And the fact, and yes, about people, can people be entangled? I don't know, I don't know, but the, there is evidence in a way that shows that um, some people are more connected. In a, le- in, a per- in a not in a personal level, but let's say in a spiritual level, mm-hmm. if you want to call it by some like a soul name. level or something. There are pe- people are connected. Some people are more connected in a spiritual level, and some people call it uh, I don't know. Uh, they resonate in, 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 in a frequency that's not okay. precise to say either. But just just I mean, metaphorically speaking, they harmonize. You know. Okay. They vibrate in the same spectrum. Okay. Metaphorically speaking, again, everything. But it's very similar to the, to the entanglement mm-hmm. thing, to the entanglement me- metaphor, if you want to take it as a metaphor. And yeah, I believe so. I believe that pe- some people are connected to a level to other people, to specific other people, mm-hmm. in a way that is uh, is not for certain others. Mm-hmm. As you said, you may have you may feel a, a connection like that with someone. Mm-hmm. You and I, we feel that we share that type of connection. Um, and, and but I don't feel it with everyone else. I don't feel with with other friends as close as, as you. Mm-hmm. Maybe it doesn't necessarily have to do with the with the personal relationship of the person. Maybe mm-hmm. it's independent. Maybe you feel that to the to, to, I don't know, to a guy that you don't know that you just randomly encounter <laughs> at some point that you feel that you exchange a few words and you, you, some people say that they feel that they know it, they, 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 they have seen it them before. Mm-hmm. I don't know, sometimes they call it deja vu, sometimes they call it feeling that they have known them. Like deja lives. vu, like deja vu or yeah, past lives or. Yeah. And we can't really, that. we can't really define it. We can't. I mean, it's just like I love watching sci-fi when they show 
stories that sort of could relate to what what it could be you know what i mean like we've seen some movies were like is it like that is it like that but it's hard to really name what it is which is totally fine i guess my point is i i wanted people to understand that it's to be open to it yes but to not expect it it's like it it take it's something that just will organically surface and you suddenly know someone understands you like really uses words and language that you understand and um there's this like absence of fear and this trust that's i just can't explain it in any other way than that yes but yes you're perfectly right and when i because it ties to what we said before, mm-hmm. to what we said before about how you relate to someone, how you, how open you are to relate to someone. Mm-hmm. So let's say you have this feeling of entanglement. Let's if you use that word mm-hmm. for the audience. Let's say you have that feel that you are that feeling with someone mm-hmm. that you're not friends with. Or maybe you are maybe a little acquaintance to mm-hmm. that person. Or maybe you're a friend, but not as close. Whatever. But let's say you you had that feeling like you are connected somehow in a very, I don't know, it's like a feeling. Mm-hmm. You'll know. But let, so let's say you, you are you feel like that. And let's say that you are not open. That, no, not open, but that you have not uh, gained the trust or the the courage to to you know to to see if you can develop an even deeper relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. It can be uh, it can be a friendship relationship. It can be someone you like mm-hmm. as well. It can be anything. Mm-hmm. But you feel that person. You feel a connection to that person. Why don't you? Leave any prejudice or fear aside and explore more of that. Mm-hmm. It's not that the entanglement gave us the trust that we feel for each other. Mm-hmm. It's that we let the trust develop mm-hmm. because we felt the entanglement. You know what I'm right. saying? Yes, you're right. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a causality. It's, it's the order of events. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not that because you feel connected to someone, you are going to trust that someone. No. You feel connected with someone, you open yourself to mm-hmm. know them better, and if that connection is reciprocal, because one of the things about entanglement is that it's reciprocal. It's right. not just one way. It's because some people might say, oh, yeah, I feel connected to that person, but that person doesn't doesn't care about me. Well, that's not... That's not <laughs> entanglement. <laughs> that's not... Right. <laughs> that's other thing. Because it's kind of undeniable. Maybe both of you are feeling the same thing. That's the point. Maybe right. both of you are feeling the same thing, and maybe both both are scared. Maybe the circumstances are not. Maybe because of the circumstances. Maybe because you're in a drawing app, you say it's ridiculous that I let myself open to someone in a drawing app. Right. Just being silly. Let's say that you like. Maybe let's say that you 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 want to get to know better the bartender or the coffee shop guy. Right. Who, Tense there or sit there, whatever. You feel that you 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 have you feel that you know them a little bit. You feel that, and maybe because of the circumstances, you both coincidentally because that's a thing of too. You feel you you both feel fear or mm-hmm. not don't have the courage to approach each other. 
why don't you break that and you and you allow yourself to be open to that and see what happens. Right. Worst case scenario, and, and let's analyze. Worst case scenario is nothing. Right. 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 As long as you're cautious and you, you don't feel entangled to uh, a gang in the middle of <laughs> someone. Well, I don't know. Well, I think you know. the key really, a key part of it though is um, really taking your time. Because I think the the nature of the applications, the app, really just got us to where we just talked about, like we took our time, talked about so many different things. And part of it too, I think, is that we naturally have common interests. We have different interests, but we also have some really, co- like, I'm curious about so many things and you have, you know, you have a lot of information. So I think most of our conversations were me asking questions and you answering them one day. Yes. <laughs> you can, the same way we draw the map of how diverse we were from uh-huh. each other, you can draw the map of how alike we were each other. Mm-hmm. But that's something that's statistical. You know, you're yeah. going to have uh, similarities with someone. You're going to have differences with right. someone as well. Uh, what I suggest here, what I was suggesting before and now, is that your degree of openness will define how different from you the people you relate to mm-hmm. is from you. If you're right. not that very open, it's not a surprise that the people that you you hang out with, uh, you tolerate them because they are very similar to you. Right. So if you allow yourself to be open, especially to those who you feel, if you feel, a certain entanglement, let's say. Um, it doesn't really matter how different they are. It, it only matters that it, that if you are interested, you open yourself up. Maybe you end up with a beautiful relationship. Right. I really love talking to people who, for many reasons, seem different than me. I'm so curious about it. Like, I don't think the mm-hmm. show would have ever happened if it weren't for what I learned through our connection, through our conversations yeah. and really learning to speak completely authentically. And I think that's also why I'm able to put the guests at such ease when they come on the show. I mean, people come on the show and typically they have not known me for more than 10 minutes, you know? Right. And right. I'm so open when I'm on, yeah. when I'm on the show that they feel that and it gives them the space to be open as well. Yeah. You know, you that's a beautiful point because the fact that you are open, mm-hmm. you, Janie, <laughs> that you are very easy to talk to, it's what causes that then the guest or whoever you, mm-hmm. you, you talk to allow themselves to be open as well. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's inviting. When someone, it's very primal, mm-hmm. it's very primitive. When someone makes, has that posture, mm-hmm. you know, that attitude, it's in, it, it's inviting for the, the other part mm-hmm. to participate. They can accept it or not, right. right? Right. But people like that, so why wouldn't they, right? It's a gift. So, it's a gift to open yourself up to somebody and allow them to do the same as a gift both ways, you know? You're very right. Um it's beautiful when you, when you open yourself and you can have your research. Yeah, you can have your, it's not about fully open yourself. Mm-hmm. 
right? right. We're not talking about you have to spill your guts out. <laughs> no. Open yourself is just allow the opportunity to interact with someone. Uh-huh. And then it it plays it, it and then you the, the interaction, the organic part we were talking before plays a part of okay, so how far is this gonna go? Mm-hmm. In our case, it went really it went really far in the way that we we, we can talk about anything. Right. That's how far it, it goes. We I can I can talk about any topic that I can think of pretty much. Yeah. And have no reservations. Say, you know what? I'm not going to talk about this because I think Janie will be upset. I'm really. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> I think don't that's ever happened. <laughs> right, right. And we've so, talked about a lot of things. A and lot can be, of things. Right. And I can even allow myself to be, to share with you information or to be completely honest about myself too. I don't really feel the need to lie, let's say, right. or to give you, or to tell you something that is not. Uh, not really a lie, but not very accurate about myself. So if I have to tell you something that not really make, makes me proud of, I know that you and I can have a conversation mm-hmm. and I can get to that point and be confident that I can tell you that absolutely no shame and tell you, you know what, <laughs> I have this issue. Right. That's, you know, that's my issue. I really want, uh, if, if anything you want to take from this conversation for that, that you want to, that I would like for people to understand is that you can you can open yourself to someone, you know, if you allow it, and if they reciprocate, of course. And and that's and that's something beautiful. It happens in the show. Uh, it will I think if you have the right mindset, worst case scenario is just no gain means no loss as well and the best case scenario is something beautiful so why don't you why don't uh people just get the courage and i don't know talk more open yourself up more that's something that i really appreciate that you allow me to do you know i i have friends that i had to do that as well like having to fight a prejudice Mm -hmm. it's not that with you when we met it's not like i had to find any prejudice or anything really it was more the prejudice that you may have because of the particular the particularity of how we met which mm-hmm. is right now just that but that but i have i have friendship where i had to deal with all the self prejudice mm-hmm. that i have had about uh, my friendships or my friends like given it can you um, give an example like if they had different well, political views or something? Or, no. Well, oh, okay. well, for example, uh, I have a friend that is gay, let's mm-hmm. say. Okay. And so, yeah, I, I, compl- I can, can be completely honest with you and tell you when we met, I was aware of that. And before we were friends, I was aware of that. When I discovered, when I realized that we could end up being friends, like, you know, I'm I'm liking this guy in a, mm-hmm. in a friendship way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, I had to not fight, but I had to come to terms. So, oh, so he's gay. So, what does that mean? So, is he like going to try to seduce me? You know, those crazy thoughts. 
So like, what are his intentions? So kind of what are his intentions of the friendship? Yeah, that prejudice starts giving you, starts like giving you, starts growing that weed inside Mm -hmm. of your head. Like, you see, like, you know, so, and that's all out of the actual ignorance. I was very young when this happened, Mm -hmm. when this happened. I was 18 years old, Mm -hmm. right? So, well, not very young, but in my circumstances, I was like, I didn't have an experience relating with, uh, with, uh, with someone like, with someone like that. And, and so that gave me pause. And it was like, wow. you know, if I would have been someone different, if I would have had my prejudices and I would have said, okay, why that? No, I can't be friends with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something horrible. Right. Even to think about now is something horrible. Right. At, right. That, at that time, it's not like I was like that. You know, I, I wasn't like that. At that time, saying like, "Oh, that no, I cannot relate to this person." No, but it gave me pause because mm-hmm. I was, you know, it's the, the fear of the unknown, the right. fear of the different, of something different. And how do you find the unknown? Well, with knowledge, that's what makes things unknown to be known. Knowledge, right. right? And so I let myself open to that. Mm-hmm. Not to say, oh yes, I'm gonna be friends with this guy. More to say, I'm open to consider that. Mm-hmm. And in the process of doing that, I gained the knowledge I needed to understand that you know why it's ridiculous to even consider something like that, right. uh, prejudice like that, to be a determinant, something determinant. Um, I'm not sure if I said it correctly. Something like that to be the, to be to determine whether you should be friends with someone or not, you know. Right. But now I know that is 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 uh, is ridiculous. But at the moment it was giving me pause. Right? right. And I I'm sure that a lot of people know someone that it's not it's not ridiculous in the opposite way. They say, oh, it's it's ridiculous that you even consider relating with someone like that. Right. You know. Unfortunately, those people exist. Right. And the problem of those people, I think, comes from not trying to be open, like trying to understand a little bit better. Well, and, and just to... judging, just judging. And also, I mean, that type of exclusion of it, you know, they don't even get that they're missing out on some of the potentially best relationships and knowledge and oh, yeah. enriching their <laughs> life in ways that they can't even imagine. Like, I can't even, if I look back and see how, knowing you has enriched my life. I mean, I could probably write pages of it, of reasons of why. Course. And of course. It could have been over. It could have been like so quickly. No, can't do this, you know? Yeah. Can't I talk mean, with a stranger in Argentina. I don't know what's going on in Argentina, you know, like that. Right, right, right. All sorts of prejudices. Right. I can get the clearest example are the prejudices that, that people know better like that, like, segregate people because they, they are different in some mm-hmm. way in a notoriously different in some way let's right. say but then <clears throat> you're going to find differences that are not very notorious like uh, would you be willing to be friends with someone from I don't know let's say just a country out of my mind Pakistan I don't know me yes because that's me <clears throat> but that's obviously yeah. obviously you but but that can be something to make to for some people the point mm-hmm. is some people Something like that keeps them pause. Well, right. Like 
Someone was criticizing me. Yeah. Someone was criticizing me because I was befriending someone who was Muslim. I'm like, why would I not? Like what? Everyone has religions. Everyone has, you know what I mean? I don't, an individual that wants to have a conversation with me, that's, of course I'm going, you know what I mean? I don't understand that. The, the point is, whatever aspect you may find particular about someone that gives you pause, it's fine. I mean, and this is something that we mentioned in a conversation we had maybe two or three conversations ago, when I said something, something that could, be, could give you pause just by itself. Discrimination is not wrong. Mm-hmm. Hold your horses, people. Don't get crazy on me. Right. What I'm trying to say is that we naturally discriminate all the time. Right. Is that a safe alley? Is that person safe walking down the street? Is Not just person, not just people. We're just talking about everything. We discriminate everything. It's just part of how the brain processes things. Discriminating is not wrong in in the actual sense of processing things and understanding them. Mm -hmm. Which goes to uh, the whole different debate about diversity and, mm-hmm. and how we do we consider everything, everyone equal? Like, do we want everyone to be the same, or or, or we understand the difference and we just accept? So that's another debate. But discriminating is not wrong. We do it all the time. Mm-hmm. What is wrong is to segregate based on that discrimination right. and prejudices. And prejudices. Right. So. So, like, happened to me. Oh, this this guy is gay. So, and and he wants to be friend of me, and I couldn't deny I wanted to, I wanted to be friends with the guy. So that's a whole different debate inside debate in my head. Right. But just the fact that should I like uh, hang out with this sort of people in quotes? Right. And that discriminating is not wrong because it can happen. Mm-hmm. What's wrong is. Not to be open to say, hey, you know what? Let's let me understand that better mm-hmm. and, and react appropriately. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, once you gain the knowledge of right. what that truly means, what it is, right. you find yourself that you were totally ridiculous and, and childish to mm-hmm. begin with. Which is the process of maturity. When you're right. maturing something, you, you're 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 gaining that. Uh, it should happen when you're that's why younger people are more apt to to learn not to discriminate when, they, when you're younger because mm-hmm. you know it's part of the we are more open to because that, that that's actually you know it's funny because it, when you're growing up you're open to new stuff and you're open to knowledge you're open to learning so if you're taught very early about those things you're more uh, open to learn right it's not even uh, a question. I right. Yeah. So, so you you reply. So, what, it happened to me when I was eighteen. It could have happened to me if it would have happened to me when I was forty. I don't know. Maybe it would have been harder for me to understand because that's also mm-hmm. natural to the person. When you're older, it's harder for for any type of knowledge and and learning new stuff to enter yourself and to bring down barriers that you have already cemented in your brain. Right. Well, you have to be younger, super open. You have to be super open then. Otherwise, you can't get through those things. Yeah, like I think I'm an example of someone who's changed my thought, my thinking a lot over the last like 10 years, maybe 15. I mean, I was always really accepting of people, but I was getting kind of like 
caught in the trap of what the people around me believed. And um, then once I broke out of that, I was like, you know, I'm back to who I really meant to be. But it, uh, so I think it can happen later. It's just maybe a little bit harder for some people. Right. Now, we should say this guy is like one of your best friends now, right? Yes. Yeah. I love that story. Closest friends. Closest love. friends. Yeah. And um, he's almost yeah. as close of a friend as me, huh? You can say so, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he, he has the upper hand in that he's like 5,000 miles closer than you. Right, right. That makes him literally right. closer than you. <laughs> darn it. That darn 5,555 uh, yeah. mile thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love the guy. No gay, though, but I love the I guy. Know, I know. I know. He's, and it's been a really enriching friendship, right? Well, yeah. I mean, if you allow yourself, that's the beauty of it. If you once you tear your barriers down, your pre-built barriers that were mm-hmm. ridiculous, um, you are set to gain a lot of knowledge right. and a lot of funny stuff too. <laughs> um, because that's what diversity makes it makes you see things differently. Right. And when you see things differently, maybe you don't agree with them or not. Like for example, it's not because I was I I, I gained. A, gay friend, I understand gayness and I, I can consider it. no, it's not that's the problem with people, people want like homogeneous thinking mm-hmm. is tending for people to think alike no, we should accept the differences and accept that there are differences and that not, doesn't make them necessarily bad so right. even if I do not agree, not agree about maybe if I would be gay doesn't mean that He's wrong to be that way. It's right. Part of the, it's a bad example though, because let's say it's easier if you if you see from a religious point of view. If you don't, if maybe you are an atheist, so you mm-hmm. don't agree with religion. You believe that religions are ridiculous. Let's say. Will you be open to have a, a religious friend that is very religious? Mm-hmm. Let's not say a fanatic because that's bad. But maybe he's very religious. He's mm-hmm. a great guy. Would you not be open to be a friend with that guy? Obviously, you would be open because you know it's ridiculous right. to make that kind of segregation, which, which is because when you say that's my problem with when people say you discriminate. Discriminating right. by definition, I consider not to be wrong because it's identifying a difference. It's discriminating, identifying a difference, and you acknowledge the difference. Right. But segregating is acting on it. Yes. By segregating, which is the definition. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the literature adopted the discrimination as a word. <laughs> the, the whole combo of things. Right. Fine. I, I understand. <laughs> but I think that separating those words make you understand that difference is not wrong. Discrim- I mean, acknowledging a difference is not wrong. That's my point. Right. You know? And, 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 and then you have, we are different. Yeah. And that's beautiful. Actually, right. one of the most beautiful things in humanity and society that makes us thrive so much is that we act upon the, how different we are, and we, we we thrive like that. If we were all equal, no one would have any special, no one would be better at anything at anything than the other people. So we would all be shoemakers, or we would all be I don't we'd know, we'd be like robots. Her. We'd be like robots or something. It would be. Uh, yeah, and, and like we would be like that aren't the same, right? We we'd be like elf, We'd be like elf, where like they try to make him an elf, and he can't make the toys because he's a human, and 
you don't want everybody making the toys. You want the elves making the toys because they're really good at it. So, right. You I want mean, the, yeah. Just from the most fundamental difference, you're a woman, I'm a man. Right. You know, we have different abilities. Yes. Innate to our nature and our biology. Right. And that's fine. I mean, yeah, you could talk about a whole degree of, of the whole degree of how manly a woman can be or how womanly a man can be. You know, fine, but the fundamental difference, you're a woman, I'm a man, and that We have different already, parts. We have different parts, fundamentally different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so just on that, that's fine, right. you know? Some, um, so, and, and that makes you good at some things that are not. Right. If I have to open a, a jar of marmalade, <laughs> and you cannot, just kidding. But, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and it's fine. I don't right. know. You can, you can divide society and all the minorities that you want, if you want to, if you want to do that. But the the beauty, most single yeah. minorities in the individual. And every individual is different from the next individual. Right. And every difference is an opportunity for people to connect and thrive on that difference to gain something. Right. That's how the world works. Um, when you I'm look at it be, through the right lenses, yes, which I yeah, think you do. I help you on the good things that I'm different from you. You help me on the good things that you're different from me. Exactly. We all gain. Right. It's a win win win. We get you 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 win, I win, and the world wins. It's all yeah. it's all good. Normally this is where I would talk about my takeaway from the conversation, sort of what I learned. But he and I have had this conversation before, so I sort of knew what the takeaway was, and I'm gonna turn it around for you all and tell you a few things I would recommend if you're thinking of opening up yourself to virtual relationships. There's three key things. The first is, for us, neither of us wanted anything from the other. It wasn't like, you know, some of those sketchy things where people are asking for something. He wasn't like that, I wasn't like that. It was just a mutual friendship. The second is, you have to be open to being really real in the conversations. Otherwise, it sort of ruins the whole thing. So be very open and genuine, ultra genuine. And third is looking for somebody who basically lights up your brain and and opens up to conversations maybe you've been wanting to have. So with that, I hope all of you take the opportunity to explore new connections and be open to them because there's so much that you can learn. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. So are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.